readers, and welcome to episode 5 of Lost the Plot, Lost Media's monthly podcast all about books. I'm your host, Ang Harrod, and today is a special Harry Potter-themed episode. But first, let's check out book updates. We've had some great updates from the Sokolo Gunung Merapi campaign. The school classroom has been painted and all the bookshelves have been installed and it looks incredible. You can find out more about the school and books for the world in the links below. So unfortunately, apart from that one pity book I talked about in the last episode, I still haven't received any more books in the book pyramid scheme. I asked my friend who's the level above me and he actually only received two out of the promised 36 books. And I asked one of my friends the level below me and like me, he's received none as well. So I think we can safely say that this book experiment is a bust. And unless I actually receive a book, I am putting this one in the archives. My other book experiment is also going extremely poorly. I haven't received any notifications at all that someone found my little novel that I set free into the world. Hopefully it didn't end up in a garbage compactor. Again, unless I hear any news about this book that I wrote in the cover and left in a public place hoping someone would pick it up and read it and pass it on, I'll put, I will also put this failed sp experiment into the archives as well. Now on to book news. July started off with the sad news that author and Nobel Peace Prize laureate Eli Weisel died. A survivor of concentration camps in the Holocaust, one of his most well-known books was Night, an autobiography of his time as a teenage boy in Auschwitz and Buchenwald. Seventeen activists in Angola who were arrested during a book club meeting were released after being held in prison for three months. One of the books they had been discussing was a book about nonviolent resistance to oppressive regimes by U.S. writer and political philosopher Jean Sharp. Angola's president, José Eduardo dos Santos, has been in power since 1979. You can read more about the Arrested Book Club in the show notes. The Asia Book Room hosted a double book launch in July, one called The Oil Palm Complex by John McCarthy, and the second called Youth Identities and Social Transformations in Modern Indonesia. I did my undergrad and postgrad actually in Asia-Pacific studies, and the Asia Book Room is a gorgeous little bookstore with books either about Asia or by people from Asia. So going along to a double book launch there was pretty much like stepping into a little piece of heaven for me. Also, always go along to book launches. In addition to being able to meet authors and get your book signed, you usually get a whole bunch of free wine and cheese. So speaking of bookshops, there was, also, there was a one-day-only pop-up bookshop at Hotel Hotel in Canberra. I went along and I wasn't really sure what to expect, but it ended up being a very hip, edgy art bookshop with a lot of super strange books about super strange things. You can find out a bit more about it in the show notes. On the 16th of July, the most Wuthering Heights day ever was celebrated worldwide. For clarity, this is a day to celebrate the Kate Bush video clip of her song Wuthering Heights, which is based on the Bronte novel of the same name. I actually don't think I can do this story justice, so just check out the links in the show notes and be prepared for red. In the UK this July, it was announced that there is to be a Queen's Bindery Apprenticeship, the first of its kind since the 1970s. 
Six apprentices will be selected to undertake five years of training at the Royal Bindery in Windsor to learn fine bookbinding skills such as leather binding, edge gilding, which is of particular interest to me, and gold finishing. You can read more about this incredible opportunity in the show notes. Back in Australia but still on the topic of bookbinding, Erica Mordek, who calls herself the Rare Book Detective, successfully completed a Kickstarter campaign to put together a two-volume set of books by hand detailing techniques used in the National Library of Australia's Rare Book Collection. You can read more about the project in the links below. So, it's not book news without a Neil Gaiman update, and some of the first photos and footage of the Star's adaptation of American Gods have been released. The TV series is slated to be released next year, and they don't look like they'll be pulling any punches. You can see the photos and clips yourself in the show notes. So one of my favorite little websites, Atlas Obscura, an absolute font of strange, beautiful, and interesting little facts and stories, is releasing a book called Atlas Obscura, an explorer's guide to the world's hidden wonders. This book will be out on the 20th of September, and you can see the preview in the links below. One of the most interesting things I've come across this month is the most amazing job opportunity here in Canberra. So the Embassy of Spain, the National Library of Australia, and an organization called MN, no, actually, that's what they're called, MN, four M's and then an ellipsis, they have teamed up to offer a lucky applicant the job of reading the famous Miguel de, now I think you say it, Miguel de Cervantes novel, Don Quixote. That's right, whoever is selected will be paid $1,500 to sit in the National Library of Australia and read. Not even out loud. This art, art project is to celebrate the 400th anniversary of the author's death. Applications close on the 22nd of September. So if you don't have anything else going on and you love to read and you want to be paid to sit there and read quietly to yourself, you should definitely apply. You can find out more about the job opportunity below. Now, there has been quite a lot of Beatrix Potter news this last month. First of all, some unknown illustrations by the great children's author were discovered in, in a Tudor home called Melford Hall in Suffolk in the UK, a house that was once owned by Potter's relatives. You can read more about the discovery and see some of the drawings in the links below. It was also Beatrix Potter's 150-year birthday on the 28th of July, and libraries around Australia were celebrating. A previously unpublished book of Beatrix Potter is being released next year called The Tale of Kitty and Boots, which will be illustrated by the great Quentin Blake. You can read more about her birthday celebrations in the links below. But Miss Potter isn't the Potter you came here to hear about, is it? All right, all right, let's ease into it. The Australian Quidditch team, the Drop Bears, won the 2016 Quidditch World Cup 150 to 130 points against the USA. No? Okay, how about the new trailer for the upcoming Fantastic Beasts of Where to Find Them film was, that was released at this year's Comic-Con? Closer? Okay, okay. So on the very last day of July, Harry Potter's birthday, the eighth installment of the Harry Potter series, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, was released in bookstores around the world. I found out about not one, not two, but three separate launch parties being held in Canberra on that very Sunday morning. And so I decided that in all of my optimistic glory, I would try to attend 
each and every one of them. I recorded my Harry Potter party crawl as I went along on that morning, and you can listen to it right now and check out some of the photos in the show notes. It's 8.45 on Sunday morning, and I'm on my way to the first of three Harry Potter and the Cursed Child launch parties. It was really hard getting out of bed this morning because I don't have a resurrection stone, and um, I'm not as early as I was hoping I would be, because the first Harry Potter party at um, Dimmick's in the Canberra city centre was supposed to start at 8, so... Hopefully I haven't missed out on too many free licorice ones. Anyway, I deliberated over what I was going to wear. Um, I've got a purple cape, but I don't have a hat. And I feel like if you're going to wear a cape, you have to have a hat. Um, I'm actually lamenting the fact that I don't own a wand. And I had a bit of a poke around yesterday shopping, trying to see if I could find one. But... I don't know, there's just no Harry Potter merch around, um, not even in the toys section at Big W, so I was pretty disappointed about that. Anyway, so I ended up going with black jeans, black shirt, and my most ridiculous of purple cloak coats, a uh, big bright purple scarf, and my flowery duck buttons, so hopefully I'll, I won't stand out too much in the crowd. So it's 9.05 and I'm on my way to Dimmicks. Um, the book has already been launched. I just walked past another bookstore and I saw a couple of super cute kids dressed up in Ravenclaw outfits. So hopefully it's going to be a pretty good party down at Dimmicks. Okay, I just walked past two kids dressed up as in Gryffindor outfits. Oh my god, they look so cute with balloons and... One of them had a unicorn. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, I've made it. And the front of Dimmix is platform nine and three quarters. Oh my god. Alright, I'm in the line. I think it's the line. Anyway, it curls all the way around the store. The store is decorated amazingly. The front is platform nine and three quarters. There are Hogwarts banners everywhere. There's a magician dressed up like Dumbledore. Oh my god, it's amazing. So many kids in great costumes. Um, hopefully it's not too long before I get my own copy. Okay, one Harry Potter launch party down, two to go. I've had a bit of candy, I'm feeling a little bit more alive. I have a copy of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child in my hands. So it's all going actually really well. I was so impressed by the Dimmicks one. They, um, the lady at the counter was telling me that they'd hand-designed the platform three, uh, nine and three quarters at the front, uh, and then someone had gone and painted the brickwork in by hand in silver paint, which was super impressive. There were so many kids in amazing costumes. There were so many parents in amazing costumes. My favorite so far was there was a lady in a Ravenclaw t-shirt with two kids also in Harry Potter house t-shirts and she was telling them to do their homework as they were leaving with their books. It was great. Um, the candy, there, there was like all of this candy for the kids um, and because I'm a giant kid, I went and grabbed myself 
a raspberry licorice one and uh, they had pumpkin juice though I consulted one of the kids standing there and she told me it was in fact not pumpkin juice it was orange juice but did point out that there were a lot of pumpkins around um yeah that was fantastic that was really I had a lot of fun I can't wait to see what Harry Hartogs has at their launch party Well, I just got to Harry Hartog's in Woden and I was too late. They have just finished packing up all the fantastic things that I'm sure that they must have had for their Harry Potter launch party, but oh, what do you do? Their launch party went from 8 till 9 and the Demix one went from 8 till 9 and well, there we go. I just missed out on that one, unfortunately. So uh, you'll have to check out their Facebook page and see what kind of stuff that they were doing. But it is now 10 to 10 and the next launch party is at Paper Chain in Monica so I'm going to try and make it to that one and see what they're doing. Okay so it's five past ten I'm in Monica I need to actually find Paper Chain I know it's around here somewhere um, so I might just have a quick coffee and just chill out before we get to my third and final Harry Potter party. Oh, what a morning. So I've just come back from the paper chain Harry Potter and the Cursed Child launch party. Um, it was great. There were so many kids. They were so adorable. So many little mini Harry Potters all in Gryffindor getup. Um, glasses, scars, everything. There were some really, really cute, cute costumes. Um, they had like a big morning tea, they had cauldron cakes, they had pumpkin pasties, they had like a whole bunch of different stuff. And um, yeah, it was packed out. I was like, I was really impressed. I was particularly impressed at one kid who had a broomstick. Um, he was super shy though. I told him I liked his costume and he pretty much like ran away from me. Anyway, um, it's, been a, it's been a really good morning. I'm, I'm still a bit sad that I missed out on the Harry Hartogs launch party but I feel like I got candy I got a pumpkin pasty um obviously I wasn't going to buy the book more than once so I did pick up a Margaret Atwood just now at paper chain just so I had something I also picked up a Harry Potter quiz so I'll do that when I get home and see how I go anyway so that is it for my Harry Potter launch party crawl um I just I have to say you know when uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows came out in 2007 and I was up early and I was queued up at Borders, I, like, I did not think that there was going to be any more Harry Potter after that. You know, nine years ago, I thought that was it. That's the end. Harry Potter is finished. So it's pretty exciting that, you know, e even though it's a, um, it's not exactly a novel, it's more, it's a, more of a script, um, to think that like nine years ago that was the end and then there's still more story yeah it's pretty amazing anyway so um that's the end of the launch party crawl july was a bit of a slow reading month for me and i only actually managed to get through four books the first was an e-book, Nail Biters, the debut self-published novel of M.K. Williams about a young woman trying to survive an alien invasion. Definitely a thriller, this isn't my go-to genre, but it's fast-paced and action-packed with some interesting social commentary woven through. 
My next book was the sixth installment of the Saga series by Brian K. Vaughan. This is a fantastic graphic novel series. It is completely wild. There is no boundary left unbroken, and the artwork is spectacular and done by Fiona Staples. This one, I have to say, I did enjoy slightly less than the others because there seems to have been a little bit of a shift in uh, the cast with some old favorite characters now no longer present and some new ones that still feel maybe a little bit too new. The next book I read was The Absolutely Brilliant Shades of Grey by Jasper Ford. This book is phenomenal. It is a really original story about a dystopian UK where um, what color people can see determines their position in this new social hierarchy. I thoroughly enjoyed this and I also managed to score myself a signed copy. The last book I read was a collection of memoirs by Australian activists called Breaking the Boundaries. Australian activists tell their stories. Um, I went along to the book launch of this a while ago at a bookshop called Muse and had my book signed by some of the contributors. While I enjoyed some stories more than others, it was actually a really great to read about other people who have that fire in them that drives them to try to make positive changes in the world. And I, like, if you're interested in activism, I would really quite recommend it. All right, so that's it for me. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for our next episode in September.